This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by our new book, Juice Crew, Transform Your Life by Adding One Juice a Day, number one new release in Amazon. You can get that in our juicing app, $97 juicing app, completely free at juicegurubook.com. And try best, making healthy living easy. To Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's great to be with you on today's show. We've got Kevin Montague. He's going to share with you the master key how to really transform your health. With cutting-edge information, he's going to bring and unveil to us on this show how we can overcome really any disease. We're going to find out more about that in just a minute. So sit back, relax, have a juice, have some tea, have some water. We'll be back right after this with Kevin Montague. Here's another Juice Guru approved product. Hey there, Juice Guru tribe. If you're anything like us, you want to eat as much raw enzyme-rich food as possible. Here at Juice Guru, we choose to use the Sedona Express Dehydrator to create delicious, raw food crackers, chips, gourmet nuts, and cookies. Order your own Sedona Express at the Juice Guru Tribe discount price by visiting our website at juiceguru.com. The Sedona Express makes healthy living easy. Get one today. Juice Guru Radio. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. And on today's show, like we said, we've got Kevin Montague. He's the author of The Master's Key. He's with us right now to share his story. It's pretty astounding. Kevin, welcome to the show right now. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Great. We've been wanting to have you for a while, so I'm glad we finally dialed in and we can talk about your, your latest book and your journey. So let's let's start with that and, and your journey of the near-death experiences to your journey of healing and your message right now. I know there's a lot in that. So if you could just take us through, we'd love to share that with our listeners right now. Sure, Steve. I'd be glad to. Um, just briefly, uh, my background is heavy in the arts and sciences. I'm a graduate out of Loyola University in the arts and sciences um, I was graduated cum laude out of high school and became a California State Scholar uh, back in the 1970s. So I'm a pretty brainy guy, and uh, I wanted to have my doctorate work done by now, but uh, life took me down a different path. And oddly enough, if I had gotten to do my formal doctorate work, I would have probably pursued the health sciences. Uh, that's been on my mind for decades. But I got sent down a different path. Now, what got me... Um, into all of this, oddly enough, was about 20-some-odd years ago, I bought some contaminated sausage at a uh, local Vaughn supermarket in my area, and it did quite a number to my body. It uh, put me through three years of hell with the uh, Western medical system, and it evolved into about 36 or plus more heavy complications that were killing my body. My uh, doctors finally gave up on me and told me to go home and die is where that finally went. That was quite a moment in my life, too, because as you mentioned, uh, I've, had, I've had two full death encounters in my life. I don't care whether anyone believes me or not. I had the experience, so I have the strength that comes from knowing, having had the experience. Uh, when I left my uh, primary care physician's office that day, I went into the car and bowed my head in prayer and said, what's going on? because I had gotten sent back from the first death encounter and wanted to know why in the world I was going through this. And oddly enough, Steve, this has led to something incredibly good. 
it put me through hell with my body to learn all that I did to save my life. But it caused me to use my background in the arts and sciences to uh, really do a number on our um, holistic sciences and bring them all together into knowledge that has been long overdue in our system. And uh, just a one more little pointer. Uh, the, the, I think all of this that's in my book would have come into fruition a lot sooner if uh, all the focus had not been on drugs and surgery in our system because we have a lot of really good science, healthcare science, among all the different arts and sciences, health sciences, that really do work if you know what you're doing. And what's been lacking is the if you know what you're doing part in, uh, in all of this. And the, the purpose of the master's key has been to bring all of this together into the light of true understanding and absolute law and knowledge so people can really use what's out there and get themselves well. So that would be my opening um, as far as where we are right now. Um, on the, the two death encounters, I know people are very fascinated by that because I get quite a bit of email. Uh, and I talk about it a little bit in the book. Now, the book mostly focuses on the science of everything. But I wanted to start the book out with a uh, focus on the big picture of what I got to see when I died. Because that big picture affected the way that I look at the periodic chart of elements uh, in terms of our science. I no longer see it as a chemical chart, but would describe it as a, um, a chart of light particles that when strung together in a lattice <laughs> would create consciousness. And that's our bodies and all organic life that is on this particular planet. What we are a part of is something so incredible and so beautiful, and yet very easy to understand that a child can understand what the big picture is all about. But I wanted to bring that into the opening of the book because it sets up a framework of understanding to our science never before understood that leads into how I was able to connect everything like I did in the master's key so that people can readily read it and understand what it is they're failing to see when they use all the alternatives that are available to us on the planet. So um, the, uh, the other thing I'd like to point out, um, and I'd like to take the conversation in this direction, uh, given this a lot of thought, and um, one of the men that helped me through all of this after three years of dealing with Western medicine was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Rick Santee. And Rick has taken a lot of heat for the good work that he does. But one day he and I uh, were sitting together while he was doing a live cell blood exam on me as I was getting well. And he said the following to me. And he said this. He said, if every doctor could be sitting where you are right now watching this live cell I'm doing on you, it would give each doctor pause to think where they are missing it with their patients. And uh, I always thought that was very profound to me because I was seeing things happen to our blood that Western doctors really are not trained to understand or do. And I realize people don't understand how medicine works. Uh, the average layman doesn't. But, you know, when they take your blood from you and they put you, uh, you know, everybody says, you know, they don't like being stuck with a needle, you know, to be, have their blood taken from them. You know, they put that thing through a centrifuge to separate the uh, blood cells from the serum and the only thing they examine is the serum. And I point this out in the book because what's missing in the doctor's perspective is while they get a good chemical profile of the body, uh, they do not see the functionality of the blood. And a live cell blood exam does that if you know how to look uh, at what you're looking at 
during the exam when examining the cells. And I've spent thousands of hours looking at live cells, and I've seen stuff so incredible that goes on in a relationship with the blood, and especially once it's adulterated, that I learned volumes and volumes of information that led uh, and helped me greatly in writing the master's key and the information that it reveals. But um, the missing, the, the, the part that's missing is the part that uh, is the, the clearing of all disease from the body. And, uh, and I'd like to spend a little time on that, not long, um, but what, what's, what happened when the FDA was first formed back in 1938 by Theodore Roosevelt is all focus was made on drugs and on surgery, and the whole holistic side, uh, which had a lot of credit to it, just kind of went by the wayside. Now, there's a lot of politics behind all of that because the deal was to try to keep the doctors working by having renewable income, and this is what drugs do. They only treat symptoms. They don't really cure anything except for antibiotics. I go into all of this in the book. And um, for the most part, um, uh, it's a good way for them to make uh, renewable profits and keep everybody working. But the thing about the body is if all you're going to do is use a pill to get the body well, you're missing out on a whole lot of stuff that really is what the body needs when you're trying to change the biological terrain of the body and trying to make it well. Now, along the lines of that thought, I want to lead it into this, which is also covered in the book. There is a gentleman that back in the 1800s called Dr. Paul Ehrlich, and Ehrlich had the idea for creating what he called magic bullets. And this was the first step towards creating the first antibiotic, uh, Solarsin, or Formula 606, which was uh, used to clear syphilis from the bodies of people. It's an arsenic-based uh, derivative, uh, but when properly prepared, can have great benefits uh, to dealing with disease. Now, of course, later on came Alexander Fleming, and he you know, discovered penicillin, and a whole bunch of other things came along the way, and uh, the antibiotic side of it started to develop. But what was missing uh, in, in uh, Ehrlich's approach was that he was basing everything solely on a pill basis. And this is where we get what we have today as far as uh, everything being a pill all the time and our pharmaceuticals working the way that they do. But, but as a result of going down this path, research was never done to really look into a side of the body that I said earlier that has to do with the functionality of the blood. And that functionality is a major revelator to how the whole body works when you're trying to deal with the issues of chronic disease. And what I put together in the connections, what saved my life, was the most astounding thing that I've ever uh, come across in all my decades of research uh, as an artisan and a scientist. <clears throat> and what um, I discovered was something very incredibly simple, and that is that when the body goes into the chronic disease process, it, what people don't realize is happening is that their cells are transforming from the state they're normally in as healthy cells into what are microplant cells of, uh, of the creation. And, and this is done for a very important purpose. The body does this conversion when it thinks it's dying because it's trying to save the life force of the body and uh, translate it into a form that is useful in the soil. Now, this is very new, I want you to know, this discovery that I'm offering uh, to the world in my book. And the reason why this is so important, Steve, is because 
cancer is the is at the heart of all of this. This is how cancer is formed. When you look at what leukemia looks like in the blood, when all the cells transform into these plant life forms, and so are so many other diseases that have to do with uh, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic fatigue, <clears throat> people that get brain fog symptoms. A lot of the stuff that's been very popular over the last 20 years in the chat boards is people have been fighting to get well. What they don't understand, what they're doing to their bodies is they have, have lessened what I call the light load in their body, electron load. And when you do that to the cell membrane, and the cell membrane is the heart of everything, is you start a process of algorithms that triggers the body to go into this incredible process. And the reason why people can't get themselves well uh, just using, um, you know, things like, uh, you know, the epitoriums like uh, um, things like homozone or uh, things like microhydrin or uh, uh, if they're using just uh, vitamins or using just minerals, they're not going to get the full effect of what I did even to my own body because they can't see this one simple process going on that is causing the cells to transform. Now, um, at the heart of it is the electron load of the cell membrane, like I said earlier. And um, what, what is not being understood is that when the light load of the body lessens, which happens when it becomes very acidic, and you can see this when you look at, the, you know, you take a pH of the saliva of the, the body, you'll start, you'll see, you know, if the body's, you know, the body's supposed to be around 7.4 as far as the pH is concerned. And so is the blood for optimum uh, operation of all the cell membranes in the body. But, you know, after time, if people are not eating right and they're, not, and they're exposed to toxins from stuff they're putting into their body or from the atmosphere, uh, customarily the, um, the pH starts to drop. And it's not uncommon even by the time you're 24, 25 to see your pH down to like 5.5, you know, maybe even 6.0 and... And to be honest, goldfish couldn't exist in that <laughs> when you look at the, the pH values of how life works on the body. And pH is a very simple thing to understand. It just has to do with the hydrogen load in your body. And the hydrogen load should be at a specific level. And if it gets to be too, too much hydrogen or too much acid, then everything starts to gum up inside of the body. And the reason why I mention this is because that acid load greatly inhibits electron flow inside of the body. So, you know, even though people like to work with their diets uh, and, um, you know, supplements, unless they address the part of getting the, um, the, the pH to come up, uh, which happens to be both the mineral load and the electron load of the body, they're going to wind up getting nowhere with uh, what they're trying to do to get themselves out of the problem. And it doesn't matter what disease process or Latin name the doctor gives what's going on in your body. It's all one complete process uh, when you see how this uh, whole thing works from a scientific point of view. Diseases have various stages depending, you know, if you're diagnosed with stage four colon cancer as opposed to stage one. Does it matter uh, which stage you're in as far as this, this method for reversing? Uh, no, um, I would say there is a point of no return where the cells finally completely are transforming into their microplant life forms. And when you get to that point, then even the things I know uh, aren't going to help you. Although I do propose in the book uh, some new technology that can be developed 
uh, something I'm working on in the background, but I'm in the baby stages of understanding how to put that together, where uh, things like chemotherapy and radiation to me are extremely crude as using a, a light form uh, to try to deal with the problem. And that, that's what, you know, radiation is a form of light that they're using to put into the body to try to deal with cancer. But it's so destructive because it's, it's such a general form of light and not a specific form that it destroys the healthy cells along with the cancer cells. And you really don't want to do that. You want to be able to um, deal with the cancer cells uh, if they form, especially if they go into a tumorous form, and get rid of that and uh, save the healthy cells, get the person out of it, and get them going forward with their life. Now, what I'm talking about right now is fiction next to what's out there. And even the, uh, the things that I propose in the book, as you get towards the end of the book, and I go into what I call MECs or molecular electron carriers, as I classify all these products in the marketplace, um, these things are crude next to what we still could develop. But they're on the right track, and my work vindicates a lot of researchers that have been harassed and humiliated for some of the great work that they've done. And um, uh, that vindication is really warranted at this point in time because we have so much data, Steve, in our research, and we don't have enough people sitting down and connecting it all together. And my life story threw me into this whole thing from the bad meat that I ate and sent me into a journey uh, where I was horribly sick all the time while I fought to get well. And I read book after book after book, and Dr. Santee was in the background helping me, and finally started to go past his knowledge into what he called virgin territory, and uh, started to make connections, incredible connections, that had never been done. But to me, it was kind of dismayed because I thought to myself, damn, this should have all been done decades ago. We have the data. All we keep doing is collecting data, and there's no one sitting down to put it together. And a lot of that has to do with the politics that's going on right now inside of uh, the system that causes all of that. Very interesting. So what is your goal uh, with the message and the new book? And by the way, we're going to have a link for this book over at uh, juiceguru.com or to the show notes for today for the master key, and you can uh, look into that. What's the goal, Kevin, to uh, get this message out so we could start learning about this and implementing it in our medical systems? Well, the first uh, step that I've taken is to have written the book. Now, the book took 15 years to write while I was convalescing, uh, getting myself well, and I had a family member as my caregiver uh, taking care of me. Uh, finally, about five years ago, I started work on the Internet um, to build uh, what was necessary to make the book available to the entire globe. Uh, the book has been selling, uh, interestingly enough, and I'm doing barely barely any advertising to get it out there, and yet it's selling. And that tells me there's a great need for this, uh, this, uh, this particular information. And once people read the book, they want to know more, and they usually contact me, and uh, I, I do work with people as they contact me. But my main goal right now is to see this book reach every part of the world, to get in the hands of every doctor that's out there, and the hands of patients that are so frustrated, so lost, so beaten down because they've been the whole route I went with the Western medical system, got nowhere. And these are the cutting-edge answers that um, our medical system needs. Now, Steve, when, when my doctor told me um, 
you know, to go home and die. You know, I was bitter for quite a long time over the way I was treated by the Western medical system. But as I got into writing the book, including to where it is right now, I started to understand uh, the need for love in all of this, because we're all here to help one another. I certainly learned that in death. And um, my goal right now is that I want to help Western doctors. I don't want to hate them. I want to help them to see what it is that they missed when I was so sick that they sent me home to die and to learn the knowledge so they don't send someone else through that course. And there's a lot of that going around right now because everyone that I talk to, and I've dealt with a lot of people teaching this stuff to, they go into their doctor's office, they get a Chem 24 panel blood test, whatever, and, uh, you know, the doctor comes back and says, you're fine. Meanwhile, the person's complaining about chronic, chronic fatigue, chronic pain throughout their body, Crohn's disease, you know, brain fog symptoms, eczema on their skin, candidus albicans, you know, all this stuff. And the doctor's scratching their head saying, yeah, but the blood says you're fine. And the problem is the doctor is looking at a very limited vision of what this thing is about. And that's why on the front of my book, it says in the cover, it says it all starts with a change of vision. I want to change the vision of the doctors to show them that they've walled themselves into a wall of, of looking at something and they're failing to go around that wall to see there's a greater picture waiting for them to learn and discover. And that's what scientists like me do. I'm not a doctor, a Western doctor. Actually, I'm glad I'm not because uh, what they do based on what their license allows them to do, it limits their ability for creativity and also dealing with answers for problems they face within their patients. I don't have a license to lose as a private scientist. Um, I do the research that I've done. I've been doing it since I was a boy. I've been taking things apart and putting them back together you know, as a kid. And this was the biggest one I've ever had to take apart because it was full of literally millions of pieces of data that I had to assimilate into my mind, and I have an incredible mind, and put it all back together and see it in the whole new vision that I'm offering in the Master's Key. So your process was to uncover information that was there and kind of weave it together to figure out your own solution? Is that, was that the method? That, that's pretty much the way it went, even though I was collecting data from other people because once I was getting myself out of it and um, uh, saw that this book had to be written, I uh, didn't want it to be anecdotal. So I started to work off of a chat board. That was an interesting miracle, too, <laughs> that happened. Because I said a prayer. I said, Our Lord, I said, you know, um, are there other people going through this? I'd like to know. And I was on my computer, and all of a sudden the computer screen glitched without me touching it. And I'm looking at this chat board, and I thought, you know, when you've seen what I've seen in my life with the supernatural stuff, even though I'm a scientist, um, you don't question it. I just started reading the posts that were there, and for a year I worked with these people and started to learn what they were going through and started to get them well based on the information I'd already gained at that point in time. So um, my, 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 can I, how can I say this? My desire, my dream is to try to get people to understand that when I went through this, um, I needed their help to be able to confirm the information that I had put together. And so what happened was a number of them broke away from the chat board and started to work with me. Um, they got the exams done that I called for by their doctors. I have all those exams archived. 
And, uh, and some of them are in the book. I put about uh, there's three documented case studies that I put in the book because the book's pretty thick as it is. So I didn't want to put too much more. But I wanted people to see, as I was working with these people, the commonality that is shared by every single case that I come in contact with. It's the same scenario, no matter what the person says to me. Well, I've got this ache, this pain, this problem. I go, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing to me because I can see it by the exams. And I use four different exams to orchestrate as windows looking into this thing, into a process I have named the CDS-PD process. That's chronic disease syndrome premature decomposition process is the name that I gave it. And this is the process that transforms the cells into their microplant life forms. I mean, this type of uh, data and information goes back to uh, Basham and Gaston Nasons and others who isolated some of this uh, but never really understood what it was they were looking at. I've taken it through the next door. And that's what we do as scientists. We're all steeplechasing with each other. You know, if I drop dead, hopefully someone else picks up my work and continues it. I'm simply one of the, uh, you know, link in the chain, as it were, as I bring the whole thing together. But what I'm trying to say is I've, there's documented case studies, thanks to these people that worked with me on the chat board, that I was able to get well. And this will help convince doctors and patients to see that this thing is real. Um, it'll see the commonality of everything that's shared. And I have one, yet one person, even a doctor that reads this thing, that isn't inspired by the work that they read. Awesome. And we're going to have that book under the show notes for today. So for our listeners, who would you recommend this book for? I mean, you talked about doctors, and but the lay person who um, is suffering from various acute and chronic disease, or who, who are we? Um, and you can also mention what they'll get out of it after reading this book. Yes, um, my biggest concern in writing this, because this was a very complex project for me to have to put together, and I wanted to make it simple in the end so everyone could understand it, but I wanted our doctors to read it too and not be insulted, you know, <laughs> because I have to retrain them and reteach them as well. So as I wrote the book, I wrote it in kind of a two-mindset format. I thought of the patient and the doctor simultaneously as I wrote this, and where there are medical terms or, or new terms, uh, technical terms I put in, I define those terms throughout the book. So you don't have to go to a dictionary and look everything up. It's already defined for you. I give you the word, I give you the definition, and just keep the thing moving as I bring it all together. But my desire is, uh, and this is what's been going on, is that um, since patients are running into the problem that they don't understand what's going on with their body except they have all these complications and doctors are at a loss this book is written for both so if the patient gets the book first I'd like them to share it with their western medical doctor if the western medical doctor gets it then I'd like the doctor to seriously consider what they're looking at and realize this is real science this is a, a lot of uh, connections we've been missing for a long time in our history in our medical sciences and this is a new doorway I'm opening up to help our world um, embrace what is going to be its, its future, uh, especially with the new technologies that I propose in the book that can be created one day. Great. Well, we've got the book under today's show notes. You can click there to get in. How else can our listeners get a hold of you, Kevin, if they're looking to uh, look at your other work and everything you're up to? Well, uh, you can find me on a website called uh, KFFM Enterprise. So that's my name. Kevin Frederick Francis Montague Enterprises, but it's kffmenterprises.com. 
Uh, if you look under uh, the healthcare tab, you'll see books that I offer there, including mine. Um, and you can also reach me by email at kffmenterprises at gmail.com. I mostly stay with the emails um, because I'm always my, – my brain never stays in one place. I'm always shifting <laughs> gears around here. So I sit down when I can to be able to answer emails when questions come in. Kevin Montague, thank you so much for just coming by the studio here at Juice Crew Radio and being on the show. And we'd love to have you on down the road. You have so much uh, knowledge, so much to share with us. So thank you for that. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me with you. Kevin Montague right here on Juice Crew Radio. I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.